Anita, how's your mental health? <laughs> Questionable <laughs> at all times. You know this. Yeah. How's the mental health of your children? Um, also a little bit tricky. Can I tell you my experience in trying to find therapists for myself and my kids, Mel? Yes, please. Okay. This is how it goes. You ask around your friends and your family for a referral for somebody who's nearby. You finally find somebody who sounds like they might work for your family. You give them a call and you find out that A, they're not accepting new patients or B, they have a huge wait list. So you start over again and you ask people if they know anybody who would be a good therapist and a good fit. Finally, you find one, you go and you meet with them and you figure out that you don't actually like them that much. But it's been so much work to find somebody who you can go to in your area that you're kind of stuck with them. Well, do you have any ideas for how to get around this? Um, I do, because guess what? I've actually had some therapists that I have found on my own, which involves what you're saying. Sometimes I remember one time I was like three hours in the bathtub on my phone looking through yeah. websites. I was such a prune at the end. But I have also had the experience with working with BetterHelp and it was like, I, I don't want to say too good to be true, but because it is true, but it's like amazing because I was matched with my therapist within 24 hours. And you didn't have to go through all of that other ridiculous process of trying to find somebody. And here's the cool thing too, is if that person didn't work out for you, you can just switch and say, and it's not like you're committing to another years long search for somebody who you're going to jive with. It's true. And I lucked out or maybe just BetterHelp is really good at matching people together because I never had to change my therapist. I loved her. Perfect fit for me. And I know that some of our friends have used BetterHelp and they've had to change therapists and boom, same day can change. Easy peasy. You can ghost your therapist. <laughs> Get a new one. I love this idea. BetterHelp is one of our sponsors. If you use our promo code, trybetterhelp.com slash WWDN, you get 10% off your first month and we totally recommend it. Yes. Get some therapy. That's <laughs> trybetterhelp.com slash WWDN. I'm playing Candy Crush again. Again. Listen. That's cool. Candy Crush Soda, isn't it the best of the Candy Crushes? I love it. <laughs> a yeah. little too much. There's a little more flexibility than regular Candy Crush. This is very important, obviously. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. but we should probably record this Widow Soda. So, Anita, what are we talking about today? I believe we're talking about dreams. Yes, and we're not talking about hopes and dreams. We're talking Because those were crushed. Yeah. Those are being revamped. We'll put it that way. But okay, that was that was the nicer way to say it. I'm like, uh, it's good cop, bad cop. You're mm -hmm. bad cop. I'm good cop. Cool. It's yeah, like I like it. So we are talking about when you go to sleep and you have dreams. Sometimes they're nightmares. Those kinds of dreams. I am so intrigued by dreams. Do you number one? Do you remember your dreams? Yes a lot or just sometimes a lot and i dream in color so whoever says you don't dream in color i call bs i wonder if some people don't dream in color maybe dogs don't I dogs don't are people i don't know anyway so did you notice anita that when jason died that you had more traumatic dreams toward the beginning what was it like for you 
honestly, I don't remember a lot of my dreams from the beginning stages. And I was kind of mad when people talked about their loved one coming to them in a dream. And I would also get like bad cop irritable when other people would be like, I dreamed of Jason. And I was like, why isn't he coming to me in my dreams? But he didn't come. Like, I didn't, I don't remember any dreams from right after, but I was also taking drugs, like sleeping drugs. So I don't know if that affected my dreams. Mm, Interesting. I remember mine because either I was waiting for Scott to come and haunt me in my dreams. Like you said, people would say, I had a dream about Scott. And when I heard that, I was like, yes, that's so awesome. Cause it was kind of like any communication or like any sort of like reminder I was like holding on to super tight. And then right after that, I was like, oh man, why hasn't he visited me yet? Maybe he will tonight. Maybe he will tonight. The only times that he did quote, he, who even knows our brains are funky is he would show up in my dreams and not speak to me or not be facing me. And it would be really traumatic or he would die again a different way, or he would be Mm. missing in an international kidnapping. And I had to figure out how to trace him (laughs) via encryption. Yes. Oh, I had, I had, I have like actually really great detailed dreams that are really adventurous. It's just as really not fun when it's about your husband dying, but yeah, I wanted that connection. And I, and I had heard like, you know, I mean, even, even our neighbor that was really close to Scott that helped him with some things he had a it was almost like a visitation sort of a dream like with specific information and so I'm like I'm here for it right like anything is possible but then I was like why don't you visit me maybe my grief was too big so a lot of our friends find themselves in similar boats where they have a lot of dreams and it can bring up traumatic memories or it can make you feel like the person is around and then you wake up and they're gone we this happens a lot and and i think people wonder if it's common or if they're thinking wrong and it's just specific to them what are your thoughts i i think that it i think that we for me i felt like something wasn't right because i wasn't dreaming about him in the beginning do you know what i'm saying and i think that there is a a wide variety of experiences some people dream about their person a lot and some people it's a good experience like they enjoy that visitation from their person and for some people it's traumatic and like you said before I think our brains are just funky and it's a way of processing whatever needs to be processed so I do think that I definitely was in my own head saying like why am I not dreaming about him did he not mean enough to me does my you know what I'm saying does my brain not care enough or is my brain broken or am I a psychopath um all of those types of things when I did start dreaming about him he it was weird he was mad at me or like you were saying he wouldn't talk to me or there was something that was weird between us um and it wasn't I don't remember having a lot of dreams where it was like post-death and everything was fine and you know, it was like, oh, this is how it used to be. And then I woke up traumatized because in all my dreams, like I knew he was dead. So, so weird. Yeah. I think yeah. it's really, really common. And, and it's interesting. So this may seem unrelated at first, but I remember when I was a teenager and I was in a, a kind of a church class at school that our teacher told us that dreams only came from 
either God, the devil, or Chinese food. What? It was what? Serious. What? I know. I actually just told my mom this a few months ago, and she's like, um, what? why didn't you tell me that? Because I would have told you that was not right. And so I was like, I carried this, like, fear <laughs> of bizarre. what is wrong with, you know, if I just go to bed neutrally and I have these dreams like oh man that means I'm like going to hell or something you know what I mean like I had like yeah. a lot of fear and it always stayed in the back of my mind and I know it sounds ridiculous now but as I've yeah. studied the brain more and I've gone through more life experiences um you know just when you when you're told things as a teenager from an adult you believe all, a lot of it if you are a certain personality and I totally did I was just like well they know better than me they're my teacher that's not true and um yeah there are a lot of reasons why why we can dream things and it's not those reasons necessarily so yeah are our brains still are still afraid well, of chinese food oh i don't like it. it makes me throw up so i told my mom this and, and she's like well yeah of course like of course those are not the reasons but i was just like oh well it took me going through all of these things in my life and and looking at factual information and studies and like neurology to be like oh yeah well, now I have more information. So I'm glad that I, uh, that I did that. But yeah, for a while, like before all this, I was like, oh man, it means something ominous to me. And I think that I probably subconsciously held on to some of those things when I would have those dreams of Scott not talking to me. I was like, oh no, I did something wrong. Or like, it's my fault. Or he died and likes, loves everybody else, but hates me. And that was really confusing because in real life, like wake life, um, you know, we know that a lot of people like to claim ownership or maybe it's neutral and we're just like perceiving it that way. And, and so to wake up from a dream where you're like, oh no, I've done something wrong or my person's not actually my person or he hates me now, um, to have that paired with something that can cause you to question that in real life is really disconcerting and, and hard for me. I had most of the traumatic dreams like within the first year and then I've not had them since as I've I've seen a definite correlation in my dreams and my therapy and my kind of journey with those things. So I'm doing a lot better with it now. And now I'm like, I don't have them as much like Scott's not in my dreams as much like every once in a while, maybe, but he's not mad at me. And so I think it kind of was a reflection of the sudden death questions that were unanswered why did he choose to be dead still because of course i've read all the near-death experience books and i was like you could have come back but he's probably like yeah i didn't want to be brain dead yeah. so yeah it really interesting it's it's correlated with my healing timeline i think that the dreams that i do have now are um less upsetting to me i just had a great dream about Jason being dead and he haunted me. Do you think that people actually communicate with their people in dreams? Yes, you do. Well, do you know about I, lucid dreaming? Yeah, I could do that when I was a little kid and I wish I could do it now. I Wait, loved it. who did, what did you do when you were lucid dreaming? I would be like, I can breathe underwater. Let's go underwater. And then I would like not want to wake up because I'd be like exploring or I'd be like, I can fly now. I'm going to fly. It was the best. I wish I could like do it on command. There are YouTube channels that help you with that. Did you know? No, but my sleep is all messed up right now. So I'm like, I'm just okay. going to focus on sleeping and yeah. not trying. So I had this dream. Yeah. Where I was at Costco 
and they had these big packages of, of vanilla beans and specifically they were Hawaiian vanilla beans. Okay. Which is a rare variety of vanilla beans. And it was $200 and I picked them up and I was like, I'm going to buy these because these are really rare. And Jason showed up and he was like, what are you doing? You can't spend $200 on vanilla beans. And we were just walking through Costco and it was totally like normal. Like it was a nice, enjoyable Costco excursion, but he didn't want me to buy these vanilla beans. And I was like, it was so much easier to buy stuff when you were dead. And you didn't judge me for what I bought. Like I said that to him in the dream. Like I knew he was dead and that he had like come back to life to go to Costco with me because of course. And then when it was time to pay for the vanilla beans, he was gone and I didn't have my Costco card. (gasps) So rude, huh? So I called my father-in-law to come buy the vanilla beans for me. But here's the crazy thing. The next day I belonged to this vanilla bean co-op a sale on vanilla Hawaiian vanilla beans. I've never even heard of Hawaiian vanilla beans. I've heard of Madagascar vanilla beans. That's yeah, wild. Yeah. So I bought some because I was like, what are the chances that, and this is like not a big group that would have, you know, like iOS listening in to my deepest desires and dreams. This is like a local thing. And they're like, Hey, we got vanilla Hawaiian vanilla beans on sale today. I'm like, what the heck? Did you so, spend $200 though? No, but close. More? No, 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 no. I've been making homemade vanilla extract. And so I labeled it like Jason's haunting extract. Oh, I love it. That so, means the Hawaiian variety. Yeah, exactly. So, so do you feel like it was a visitation or do you feel like it was a dream? I, it seems so stupid I'm like, if you're going to visit me, tell me something more important than buy Hawaiian vanilla beans, right? Like, tell me that I'm doing a good job being a widow, that you're proud of me. Tell me, you know, what I should do about the kids. Tell me, you know what I'm saying? Like, give me some good information. So if that was his visitation, I feel like it was squandered, to be quite honest. I would like some more useful info. Or... He's like, I know that it's not my job to tell her what to do because she has to figure it out. And that's part of the learning and growing experience. But I'm going to let her know that I'm around by coming into this like funny vanilla bean dream. Yeah. Which is totally Jason. Yeah. Like, let's do like, let's have this super random dream that doesn't mean anything. And that's how I'll tell you that I'm still with you. So that's so cool. Yeah, I would like, I would love to have a dream though, where I woke up and felt like I had direction or I had confirmation that everything was going to be okay. You know, things like that. So, but I think that most of our dreams come from our own brains. So I have that information. Totally. It's crazy. Yeah. Shauna, your sister, the life coach is like, you had it all along. It's like the wizard of Oz. Yes. The ruby slippers all along. Um, my, Oh, go ahead. So I actually had an experience at four in the morning this morning. Oh, and here's what it now seems more like for me, instead of like Scott showing up and being like, Hey, here I am ignoring you. And I, you're the worst. Um, it's more like 
here are some ways that I'm going to help you with the next steps of what you want to do in your life to help others. And so um, there's something that I'm starting for Scott and, and it's been in the works for a while, but I've just been like, it's not the right time. And I have to like be careful about how I want to like uh, intentionally and carefully pick the people that are involved. Right. And at four in the morning, I was like, I was wide awake, which is not normal for me. Cause I'm like, I sleep all whole night. And, and it was just like this person, this person, this person, this person, this person. I'm like, great. Wrote it down. And I texted one of the person, one of the persons I texted one of the people at that time, because I'm like, well, she's always awake. Um, and cause she like has back pain and stuff, wherever. So I was like, Hey, I figured this thing out. What do you think? And she's like, awesome. And then it was like, it just felt like kind of like an inspired sort of a direction that it's something that would resonate with what Scott would want to help others. So that's not totally a dream, but it is something where I just was all of a sudden awake and that's happened several times to me. Or so was what? that the God or the devil or the Chinese food that was talking to you? Probably the devil. <laughs> Probably. Because <laughs> my hair's blue, right? So, so it's kind of like the devil in Hercules. Remember how his hair is blue? Oh, yeah. It's so cool, too. I wish that mine could do that. That would be yeah. cool. There are, have also been other times. I don't know if this has happened to you. Who knows what is going through, like what wavelengths are around? Like we know like about Wi-Fi and we know radio waves and we know like certain things. And as science progresses, I'm sure there will be more fine ways like of like avenues Energy. that could be yes, used for yes. communication that we don't know yet. But I have had this many times where I'm sleeping I'm kind of in like the light sleep phase, like I'm maybe about to wake up and I have a weird little dream. And then I wake up and I see my phone and that person that was in it has like texted me or I had, I've had really specific information sometimes like that. So I might be sensitive to it, but I think sometimes things float over our heads and maybe our brains are scrambled and they glom onto stuff, or maybe we make them up in our head, or maybe it's wishful thinking, or maybe it's just like beliefs we have or Chinese food or probably tacos with really hot sauce. I, we have friends though, and people in the widow wives club who have told us stories about dreaming about something that's like very specific, mm -hmm. like go do this, or this is where this is located or yes. like really not, you know, but like go like i'm thinking of ivan's story with the the necklace yeah he he told us and that's one of our widow wives club members and his in his dream he was told where to find something and it's so interesting that people have different experiences with dreams um and some people don't get that and some people do and i'm looking for a few things jason so if you could just Mm -hmm. stop on by and tell me where those things are. That'd be great. Yeah. That's really common. We have a widow friend that says that she loses stuff all the time and that he, the, her dead husband helps her find stuff. I think actually one of my family members, that's a widow, same thing. And it's always there. I have not had that happen to me. So if you don't have that happen to you, it doesn't mean that you are widowing the wrong way. Right. Just FYI. That would be cool though, to like all of a sudden find a thing. Do you think that it means that our husbands are jerks because <laughs> they don't come and help us find the things? 
I think so that- we're not widowing the wrong way. They're ghosting the wrong way. Oh, that for the first few years, I was like, Scott, you suck at being a ghost. You suck at haunting. <laughs> You're not knocking stuff over. Actually, my friend Jeanette that had glioblastoma, we had conversations before she died. And I was like, Jeanette, because she was really good friends with Scott. I'm like, you need to teach him how to haunt. I need you to move stuff. Just don't mess with my work. Like, do not make me lose yeah. files or anything. Like, here are rules. And we had like a whole thing going down like are the lights on and off you yes. know noises i don't know i'm who even really knows it's fun to speculate and like you know think that way i don't know we don't know for sure but i would assume like you die and it's not like all of a sudden you know how to haunt things and also people that have experiences with the paranormal they say that it's not necessarily a good sign that you have things moving around because it could mean a spirit that's maybe um, unsettled or has unfinished business that's like maybe a little dark, you know. Why can't we just have haunting for fun? But there are people, you know, there's a huge spectrum of beliefs and there are people who believe that when you're dead, you're dead and you're gone and there's no, there's no communication because you cease to exist. And so they would probably, I mean, both of us believe in an afterlife and that the person still you know, their soul continues to be a thing. Um, but those people, I would be curious to know if their dreams differ from people who do have a belief in the afterlife and people yes. who don't. Now, do you know what I'm saying? yeah, like confirmation bias. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or if they, if they do dream or if they don't dream about their person or if they, I mean, if they're just like, yeah, it's coming from my own brain and I'm totally fine with that. I mean, brains are powerful and they are a mystery. So we can control a lot of things in it. I can, I, I know that even for a lot of near death experiences, whatever the person's background is when they die, then they usually have confirmation of some of those things. Or mm-hmm. if they're an atheist, maybe they don't have a confirmation of like a religion sort of a thing, but, but yes, to like spiritual matter and stuff like that. And right. I'm not sure about like completely like no belief in an afterlife at all. Right. So if you are one of those people, please tell us. We are so curious and we would love to hear your experience. And I also just love how there can be different, like people are just different and people dream differently and people believe differently. And we can all just be in the world together and we can have some Hawaiian vanilla beans and some Chinese food Mm -hmm. and do the thing, man. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks. And we are all the same, but we're all different at the same time. So it's really, I love hearing other people's experiences that have different ones than my own in a different background. I think it's really nice and helpful and it helps us to have more empathy. And I realize that not everybody thinks how we think because especially in grief, we get that way too. Like my life is the worst or my situation is like how everyone feels or like this is going wrong. So I'm doing it all wrong. And it's not necessarily true. So we love experiences, share them if you are comfortable. There's a fruit fly flying around my, my face. Um, yeah, it's tell us- Smack him. He's like, Anita, I've been here the whole time. I'm just I've a fruit, fruit fly. fly. And I'm so trying to fly cool. to you to show you what to do with our kids, but you're not paying attention. Okay. That's stupid, Jason. <laughs> you could at least be a sparrow or a woodpecker or something that I can see. That would be great. He's like, the, the whole lesson for this, Anita, is you need to go to the eye doctor. Oh, probably I do. Yeah. Hey, tell us about your dreams. Tell us if you had good dreams, if your dreams are 
um, painful, traumatic, or if they're soothing and helpful for you to be able to see your person again, if you dream about them, if you don't dream about them, if it makes you feel like you're doing it wrong, widowing wrong, um, and some things about your beliefs and how your dreams differ. Yeah. Let's see what similarities we have and what differences we have. And if your dreams have changed over time with your grief journey, we would love to hear about that as well. Join the Widow Wives Club on Facebook. The link is in our bio. The link is everywhere. It's on our website, on all of the things. So please come there. We would love to have you and continue the conversation. And thanks again, everyone, for listening. I'm Anita. I'm Mel. We're two young widows. We have dreams. I have a dream. And we're trying to figure out what do we do now? Haunting, haunting. This is my favorite thing to discuss with you. Tell me, what is it? One of my favorite things. I do enjoy tacos and cheese and dogs. This is about how you cannot pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a phone plan, especially when you're a widow, your person is dead, you might have kids, you might need another option, and you just want your phone to work, you want unlimited texting and service, and you want it to be like 25 bucks a month. It blows my mind that they have plans that start at $15 a month. That is so cheap. And the cool thing is, is it uses other 5G networks. And so you don't have to pay extra for that. And you still get great service. Yep. Anita and I have traveled all over and I have used my phone. So I highly recommend it. And my mom's even on it. When my dad died, we put his phone down to the cheapest plan, which is $15 a month. And I think my mom's on the $20 a month plan and it's so worth it. It's so much cheaper than what we were all paying before. So I highly recommend it if you're on a budget or not, who cares? Ryan Reynolds is in charge of the company and they send you free stickers with Ryan Reynolds temporary tattoos. It's kind of the best. So if somebody wants to sign up, what can they do, Anita? Go to trymintmobile.com slash WWDN. Seriously, you guys, such a great idea. Save yourself some money. And if you're worried about losing data or having any changes with your phone, not going to happen. They walk you through it. Everything's fine. It's the easiest process of all time. Again, that's trymintmobile.com slash WWDN.